0: Hey everybody!
1: Everybody, <laughs> welcome to the Y and podcast. It's called Y because it's Yvonne and Dan. I'm Yvonne Larkin. I'm a wine writer, and you're Dan.
0: You're Brennan. You're uh, <laughs> uh, winemaker and uh, apparently um, podcaster. Yep. Yeah. Business it a go. owner, entrepreneur, as I've said before.
1: We're giving it a crack, Nigel
0: um yeah i don't know what that yeah. means i think that's a show maybe from england or something you're talking about
1: it's a commercial
0: commercial okay
1: i, right. I believe for a chip called a a chisel which still exists it was on it was like a ad in the 80s okay. Give it a crack, nigel you know anyway forget
0: it all right <laughs>
1: Forget it. Forget it. Yes, I'm Yvonne Lawkin, the Chief Tasting Officer for Winefriend.co.nz, the best little wine subscription service this side of the Tutai River. Um, And I'm the wine
0: writer for the New Zealand
1: Herald and Dish Magazine, if you didn't know that already. Nice
0: plugs. I know, right? (laughs) Nice plugs. We'll plug in some commercials later, but yeah, we're uh, Decibel Dan, Decibel Wines. Mm. Um, What's going on? How's your week going?
1: Well, um we're only a couple of days into the week. do you know what? it, it didn't start off well. Mine either. You know, but mine is ugh, I don't I don't want to be a, a, a bring the bring the podcast down, but yesterday I went to an unveiling at um, do you know what an unveiling is? I kind of sort of okay, so okay. Um, uh, exactly a year ago, um, my cousin uh, who has four daughters, his eldest daughter who was almost seventeen. Died from an asthma attack. Ooh. An asthma attack. You know, and this is an athletic girl. Yeah, beautiful, yeah. gorgeous, uh, like amazing. That's crazy. Fit, you know, unbelievable. And they couldn't save her. They, you know, everyone in the just hospital, they, awkward, they threw yeah. everything at it. and yeah. they, they couldn't save her, which was just so it just threw our family into sure. total disarray. And um, anyway... So um, we had the uh, the funeral or the tangi because mm. uh, um, she the uh, uh, Māori family. So mm. half of my family is is Māori and and half Māori, and so it's a big part of our life. Sure. And so we had the tangi, and so what happens is a year after the tangi or funeral, is you have what's called an unveiling. Well, in in Māori culture, they do an unveiling, which is where you unveil. The headstone, ah, so you
0: don't have yeah, the yeah. headstone. Of course not. Yeah, yeah. You know, really You might want to give people time.
1: That's the thing to
0: digest and pu- totally. put on there what's going to be on there for the next.
1: All of sauna. that. Yeah. 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 So, um, so that's the thing. So a year to the day is wow. you attend, you go back to the marae. and. Um, and well, you I feel pretty
0: <laughs> shitty for for feeling bad that I lost my cell phone this morning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you know what? If only she'd just lost her cell phone and not I her know. life. Oh, Jeez. my goodness. That's so, terrible. It was terrible. So I'm really sorry. It um, wasn't a great day. But hey, it, was beautiful. it was beautiful. The thing is, it was sunny and gorgeous and um, a beautiful day on top of the mountain. You know, her maunga, that's the Māori word for mountain, mm-hmm. you know, um, at, uh, at the marae in the middle of the Tongariro uh, National oh, Park. Oh, yeah, wow. otako Marae. And, um, mm. So it was a beautiful day, and the ceremony was beautiful, and the songs were beautiful, and everything was amazing. Mm. But apart from the reason that we the were there. The reason here. you were there, mm. yeah, after so I think you, think you have your, your uh,
0: notifications on, by the way.
1: Oh, okay. Maybe uh, you're... Uh, let's just stop that. Yeah. Um,
0: well... You're going to have to turn it on in a little while anyway because we're going to look at some clips today. We are, we are, But first, did you have something else uh, you wanted to start with?
1: No, 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 unless you want to...
0: Well, I wanted to first uh, admit something, and I think I've I've gotten to know you a little bit better in uh, the last few weeks and a little bit... um, Oh,
1: where's this going?
0: No, no, this isn't too bad. Don't worry. (laughs) And uh, it was one of the things I had uh, prepped for the first episode and then I forgot is... uh, But I'm starting to think you probably know this, but I do this all the time when I'm texting Kiwis, is I'll just write something I would write to like my friends or peeps I grew up with, Uh and I backed out, and I was like, I don't know if she's going to know what that means, and I put the word dope, which now I realize you probably would have been fine with, but in the context it was in, I was like, I don't think she's going to know what the hell I'm talking about. What? How old do you think I am? I know. that's not. It's not even old. It's just about like... I don't know yeah, you no. know i don't I don't know what there's definitely some Kiwis stuff, that are younger than me that wouldn't they'd be like what dope what stuff yeah. is dope
1: D- you know yeah, yeah. good good stuff is dope, I use that word okay, for, cool. for things you know like word. When, w- I use word, word and I use dope I mean it's a gen x <laughs> thing, you know, and we're in that word
0: to your mom's word you to know? your
1: word to your big ups to your mother yeah, yeah, um yeah so. <laughs> Don't, okay. don't, don't feel bad about it. I didn't, I didn't feel it.
0: bad. I just thought it was funny initially. I'm like, eh, I'm going to back out of that. And then I thought about it later, and then I forgot to bring it up on the first episode. Mm. Cause, uh, but I think it's better now because I think we've had some uh, Gen X-y hip-hop mm. conversations since then. So it's yes. obviously I knew by like right away that you would know that. But it was just a, a funny thing. But I do get that. Um, Pull back sometimes um, hmm. from some Kiwis who are like, "What's what's this guy talking about?" You know, <laughs> oh, well, they're the <laughs> so, ones you don't want to know. Yeah, yeah. So um, no, I guess cannot. mostly those are boomers. I don't know, but yeah, um, that
1: will be the boomers. But yeah, you can definitely put. You know, you can put dope in a text. Sweet, to I me. feel more comfortable with that's you, you now. This is good. great.
0: I'm glad we've <laughs> both had this conversation. <laughs> um, I have a variety of things, uh, particularly. So I have some. Uh, Kiwi isms yeah. that I'm confused about uh, that I wanted to bring up. That I'm, I'm glad I'm getting all Unload. this off, off my chest. This
1: is good. Healthy.
0: So we all talk about tall poppy syndrome in New Zealand, right? All the time. Yeah, it's a problem, all right? The time. It's, it's a th- problem. It's So we say, a huge nobody problem. wants to stick out in the crowd. That's what tall poppy syndrome is, right?
1: Yeah. Well, yes and no. It's kind of. Um,
0: Hmm. I don't want to if seem you, better than the rest or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. So there's that. You don't necessarily want to seem, seem better or see, be seen as though you are trying to be seen better. But it's also like Kiwis don't want to put someone high ah, like yeah, they don't yeah. want that person to to stick out to grow higher to so grow taller it's a, to, to be all it's they a two-way street as i said yeah but it's kind of like we do and we don't like mm. kiwis love success yeah. you know we love it when, i love to
0: support you know if a kiwi makes it big then yeah absolutely, absolutely.
1: But, yeah absolutely but
0: but on a day-to-day basis <laughs> we would agree that you know They try to like kind of downplay it, right?
1: Yeah, we don't big up ourselves. We're not. We don't have the um, you know the American confidence. I've I've found an
0: anomaly and a difference between (laughs) not only uh, America, maybe Canada. I've lived in Europe. I've never seen so many goddamn personal plates, license plates on the streets as we have here in we love a personal plate. And it could be like you could be the person driving could be like. Look like the most meager, quiet little lady, and then her license plate's like Shazerox or something, and you're just like, What is up with this? You know, and I don't get it. I still, I'm 15 years now, I'm still like, and I get the business ones, I think those are like actually mm. pretty helpful if you mm. have like 10 utes and you want to call each one, like, you know, one, you know, totally. You know. I've
1: got close relatives with personal. Personalized place, personalized plates is what we call them, and they were big. Like they were a big thing. I want to say in the nineties. Yeah. Um, aaron in the engineering room will probably be able to verify that he's he's giving me the eyebrows up, which I'm is key for have yes. Like
0: a dash, aaron. Um, on yeah. his, on his, uh, it was play. a big
1: thing because people thought they were going to be worth money sometime. Ah, um,
0: because they're cheap to get though, but they're mm, kind they of
1: weren't cheap to get back in the day. They no, were expensive in the day. Wow. You know, it was an investment.
0: See, that was I don't know if, the, if mm. the, it's a cultural thing, but I I think this might have to do with the idea. Of like in probably Europe and the North America, you can and I'm guessing a lot of other places, you kind of don't want your license plate to be remembered because you I mean
1: well, people could stalk you. I guess, or the know.
0: police could start. We're a little more worried about the police oh. in my country.
1: <laughs>
0: you don't want to be like, oh, there's that kid, Dan Danron again, because he's got his uh, his plate. You know, we know mm. his plate, even though they probably wouldn't mm. have stoke my people, shitty car. People
1: often, I think nowadays, nowadays they're big on their nicknames. That's what so, I Yeah, yeah so they put I the see. nickname thing, you know, so like, for example, my brother-in-law, his name is Grayson, and I don't know how it happened, but maybe in his circle of friends or something, people started calling him G-Stoke or whatever. I don't know. Mm. So he's got G-Stoke on his thing. but stoke Which is weird. It's I know. But my father's one is really odd. So my dad has got a personalised plate. Do and my wanna... dad is an ex-truck driver, right? Mm-hmm. So stock trucks. So sheep and cows, carting them all over the country. Cool. You Very know, cool. hard job, long hours, you know, crazy. Yeah. And so he was all about, you know, his whole life, so 50 years of kind of doing this. And it was all like, get them on and get them off, you yeah. know, just get them. Sure right. simple, you Because know, often it's in the middle of the night, rainy, stormy, moving. keep yeah. the cows moving, yeah, yeah. you know. So his motto was kind of, you know, you load them, load and go. So he's got load and go on his little ute, like his little Ford. Tra- See that surprises that he's me got, because again, he's retired now. He I, I, do don't,
0: I don't know your dad, but I would imagine he's like a hard working modest guy. I just oh, have yeah. this picture in his head, but yet he wants the
1: He wants the personalized
0: plate. <laughs> plate. I know, you know.
1: I know. It does not marry up anyway. Uh, so right. that's we're big on our personalized plates in New Zealand, but um I don't think they're necessarily People have realized they're, they're probably not worth the money that we thought that they would be. Yeah, because I thought
0: they were cheap or something. That's why uh, they're so uh-uh. common. Mm. That it was like a hundred bucks or something. Mm. I don't know. Mm. But even a hundred bucks is. I think faith.
1: some of them, like you know, particularly if you're into numbers and numerology and that kind of thing, certain numbers and letters mean things. Like you know, Chinese culture, lots of eights and zeros and stuff. Um, that's a big thing. I think I've been told. I don't mm. know. I'm no expert. You know, that, those can be sought after.
0: Yeah. Just anyway. having a flashback to one of my dope friends growing up where we were driving in the back of a car, and I was like, oh, look at that plate. See you later. Oh, that's pretty good. See you later. And he, like, looked over another one. He's like, oh, that one is L-M-C-7. I was like, no, it's just a regular plate. a regular plate. Don't even try.
1: Oh, okay, right. So that's that's the thing. And we'll be right back.
0: Hey everybody! Decibel Wines is the newest tasting room in the best block of Hastings City on the East Block, where it's all happening, We're right in the heart of the action, with uh, you know the distillers and the common room and a bunch of great restaurants and other uh, great shops and as our neighbors in the area. There's something for everyone in our shop, though, with 18 wines available under the Decibel Junta and Testify collections. We're treating podcast listeners to a 15% discount. That's pretty That's pretty good. On our website, with the code PODCAST15 at checkout, head to DecimalWines.com and use the promo code PODCAST15. I believe that's all caps. Uh, you know, I moved to New Zealand all alone in 2008 and started making these wines in 2009. I moved here with a dream. And literally just a few bucks in my pocket. And it all started with a very small amount of Decibel Malbec, Sauvignon Blanc, and of course Pinot Noir from Martinborough. I make all these wines, buying fruit from so many great growers around Hawkes Bay and Martinborough. Um, so please come visit us uh, when you're in Hawkes Bay. I'm usually in the shop hanging around. Uh, if I'm not there, there's some other great people helping out and know the story and know about all the wines. Or just visit decibelwines.com and use promo code PODCAST15 at checkout for 15% off. Cheers. And on with the show.
1: So we're we getting Are we getting on our good foot now?
0: Uh sure. Um, yeah. Have
1: you got one? Have you got a good um, foot this week? Good news. Good things. Mm, good vibes. Posi vibes.
0: Um. I, uh, go ahead. You start yours, and then we'll see. Well, how.
1: mine. We kind of alluded to this earlier. My good news is that we're finally, finally, finally getting a new driveway.
0: That's exciting.
1: It's super exciting. It's super expensive. My gosh. But. So anyway, we moved into this house and, um, you know, previous owners had put this beautiful kind of horseshoe-shaped driveway out the front. Massive thing. But they hadn't put any kind of base course down. They'd like literally just cut it into the dirt.
0: So it goes. So it kind rain, of undulates. Yeah. And whenever yeah.
1: there's a lot of rain, and there's a lot of rain at the moment, oh, yeah. you know, the, the all the mud bubbles up, right? So it gets mm. all over the tires and the car. And and the so the whole driveway is kind of all. Kind of wobbly and there's big gaps and it's just ugly. So we've been saving up for ages to try and get it done. But so that's good news. It's going to be great. We're getting a new um, and we've managed to to save four grand by lifting all the pavers ourselves. Nice, I say ourselves. I'm not doing it. Oh. but my husband and son are. But um, the thing is, they've chosen the weetest weekend in history oh. to do this. So I can. You know, normally I'd step out of my front just door make them soup. into the car. You know, that's and now you. It's, it's just a... this
0: massive Here's some warm horseshoe boys. shape of mud. Boys, would you like to come inside for, for some soup. warm soup?
1: <laughs> Hi, I take care of my laborers, you I'm know. Sure I, go, you I made them toasties one day. I made them pizza. Didn't do anything yesterday because I wasn't, wasn't home. But, yeah, so new driveway styles. I'm excited. It's going to happen.
0: Um, Mm. I don't think I have a good foot. I have a few other things, but given that I have a hard out today.
1: Yes, let's do it. Let's move on. um,
0: Let's move on. Mm. And, Mm -mm. uh, and we've kind of fluffed around enough. So, um, I know we wanted to look at a couple wine trends and then maybe taste a wine at the end. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that I was looking at was like, I'm all for wacky decanters, Sure. I love a wacky decanter. Got a number of them myself. But I stumbled on this one on TikTok yesterday. And I th- just thought it was a tad distasteful, you know. Um, and you'll find this by going into um, TikTok and typing in, you know, hashtag wine, hashtag oozy, hashtag swag. Uzi. Yeah, as in Uzi um, which is, you know, as you know, a Does submachine Does that have gun. That music
0: that accompanies it? Yeah, like, I think so. Let's
1: just, like.
0: Oh, yeah. 24 hours.
1: Oh, I mean, oh that's, going, that's the wrong one. Let's wine go back swag. To Wine swag. Wine oozy. So it's a fully, sh- full But it doesn't do anything.
0: It just kind of tips it in there. Yeah, but it's, I hitter. mean, it should. The trigger should do something. That ch- was, that, it doesn't
1: have a trigger.
0: I mean, that's kind of lame. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. So go, it's a fail.
0: I would say a fail. Let's go back to the drawing board yeah. for that one. That's, that's pretty lame.
1: Yeah. So that's um, our fail.
0: What happened to your, uh, your um, lady who was falling out of her shirt last week? What is that trend that we were talking not that I want to Oh really.
1: that was um that was wine, wine, wine mom? moms Oh
0: yeah yeah that's what it that
1: was That wine mom needed a bra she needed an underwire I think I
0: like wine moms <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> She was it was not good um but we saw this This other is why
0: I'm not on TikTok cuz I think I was just the getting wine moms all Yeah, the
1: time. yeah. <laughs> Here's a wine skill, though this is one that oh, I yeah, thought was kind of cool we have
0: going in the background I mean I guess it's all in good fun, you know? Yeah. But, I mean... So is that like a winery or just some two friends? Just two like friends print, print showing print off print. their
1: skills. Like, in the
0: backyard in front of a flower bush.
1: But look at their wine glasses, though. Like their goblets, uh, they've got a gold edge on them. They've got pictures of like a dog on the glass.
0: And they look like they've just gone for a hike.
1: Yeah, they're twinning. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe... I mean, I've dared Dan that we're going to actually do this. We're going to have a go at doing the with the glasses. Not today. Good. Because we need to sort out this microphone action before we give that a go.
0: I think it's just going to have to be like off camera, a separate buy. time. Yeah. Uh, right. Is this the blue wine? Is the oh, blue yeah, yeah, wine? yeah. Look blue yeah. wine. We
1: were talking about this yesterday. It's like fully clear. And I was just
0: like, yeah, that looks cool. I'll buy it. Dragonfire fire at the it's store. Called. I was like, what is this on the bottom? Yeah, shake <laughs> it around. It's got gold and flakes. we on. got our little magic. Yeah. Oh, it's That's like how a potion. Is it wine though or is it some other kind of It
1: says like blueberry there.
0: wine. Oh. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway, the three this, has, wines to stop. this has, has to stop. We always have to stop. One. Thank you. Something sparkling. All right, we're
1: to... off. We're we're done. We're done. We're done. All right. So, um, are we pulling back the, the curtain on anything?
0: Um, cuz I have
1: something a question I have to ask you.
0: Okay. Real quick. Yeah, I want to I want to revisit uh, your videos in a second because okay. I have something that's a trend that's nothing to do with wine that's really really annoying to me. But it it's pops, not
1: a TikTok. It's a... it's it'll
0: be definitely on TikTok. Um okay. And it, and it'll because it's all over. It can be on Instagram. Sometimes it pops up on my Instagram feed and stories and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it is the act of shuffling. Do you know these like kind of white people that do yep. like uh yep. It's I, I think it's terribly annoying, I Only because you can't dance. do it. I mean, I could do it when I was younger, but I mean, mm. you know, nowadays my knees would pop and stuff, but I don't, the, the, my point is, is I don't think it's very good to look at. It's not like a cool dance to me at all. So
1: what am I looking for? Just
0: shuffling, put in like shuffling. And a lot of times you see them at like, um, what shuffle dancing. Yes. It's like. You'll see it at like uh, those trippy, clubby kind of concerts and stuff. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. So yes. should we play this one? Uh, which is? yeah. This no. Usually it's like some really fit young white chick who um, thinks she's a good dancer. Go to these ones in the middle here. I bet you they're doing it.
1: These these two.
0: Yeah, and it, it, to me it almost m- reminds me of the river dance. Yes, this yeah. is it. <laughs> and I think it's so stupid. And oh look, he's. Oh, yeah, these guys. You know, these guys are just taking ecstasy and doing weird shit. But this one, this is what you see all over. And you see people at these giant concerts uh, doing these dances okay. at, like, big, like, uh, what do they call that? Like, e- EDMD shows and all uh-huh. that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Is that the right word? EDMD? I don't even know. EDM. EDM? And
1: electronic dance music. <laughs> Sorry, I'm mixing up my
0: MDMD and yeah, EDM. MDM. It's not
1: EDMD, <laughs> it's MDMA. Oh, damn. Yeah,
0: sorry. It's been a while since I've tried any of that stuff. But, um. See, I, I can do that.
1: I think I could do that.
0: That's my point, is if we could do it, it's not that good of a chance. T- <laughs> <Okay. laughs> so that's. <gasps> and, um, I think if it's on your radar now, you're gonna start seeing these, like. And there's, like, these uh, inspirational yeah. videos, like. When I started shuffling, my life changed and everything. Like,
1: and like, a, like a yoga video. Yeah. When I started yoga, my life changed. Yeah. When I started shuffling, my life changed.
0: It's very yeah. spiritual. And I'm like, yeah, it probably has nothing to do with the hmm. MDMA you're doing or anything. No.
1: You know?
0: Okay. Um, so, so that's yeah.
1: kind of like you think shuffling is lame.
0: It's so lame. Okay. It's really, really mm. lame. Mm. I don't see any real people who are like great at dancing doing it. You no. know, I see. Fair enough.
1: Okay. Moving okay. on. So pulling back the curtain.
0: Uh, I, don't, I, I can just play my sounder yeah. from. Um,
1: it was so it was kind of pulling back the curtain, powers that be, sort of thing. Pulling
0: back the powers. Pulling back the powers. Again, we had some uh, tech issues mm, okay. uh, today, so we don't have the. So we do have the or, thing. Okay. Yeah, well, plus is, you're plugged in. I'm not. So
1: true. I am plugged in. Yeah, totally. All the time. All the time. I find it difficult to unplug a lot of the time. Um, How do you, this is a winemaking question, how do you choose, because you know, yeast, you use yeast to ferment wine um, or juice to wine. How do you choose what yeast to use with each wine? Or how do you choose whether to not use? like a conventional yeast and just basically. Yeah, inoculated yeast, le- inoculated, you would say. Inoculated, yeah, yes. Yeah. That's conventional, yeah. Yeah, man-made.
0: Yeah, or, man-made versus wild. Wild. Or indigenous. Yes. So. Um, How do you choose? Well, it's sort of a journey a lot of us go on. And uh, I know some great winemakers who like to use a lot of different um Inoculated yeasts and like to mix it up and bring out this part and this part and then build the wine back up. Um, and then I know great wineries and winemakers that all they use is indigenous for everything they do. And um, I think it's, if I had to pull back a little bit, I think it's kind of part of growing up as a winemaker. It's kind of like new oak in a way. Right. Um, you know, it's probably good to use in certain things, but. You can go crazy with certain yeasts and you can get really – there's even yeast – there's like a yeast called exotic that I really like, but oh. I wouldn't use it on everything because right. it's like – What it does would you want... use
1: it on? What kind of variety would you use? Well, that one I've seen used on wine. like
0: uh, Syrah and Cab Franc.
1: So red, be beaver red wines.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you could use it on – I mean, there's – these are all designed to do certain things. Sometimes yeah. the yeast are used like to have lower alcohol. Some are used when you have – the. Grape comes grapes come in and they're at really high sugars, and you're worried that the ferment might not finish because when the alcohols get start to get high, the um, the yeast start to die quicker. Yeah, and so your ferment doesn't finish.
1: So, are there lots to choose from? Like, is it uh, is heaps. there a massive, massive like a supermarket for yeast every in the, around the world? Every
0: supplier that deals with whether it's equipment or or other product, they all have like 50, maybe not 50, maybe like 20 wow. you could pick. And they each I'll have their own version of it. And there's a couple that I really like to use on white wines because they go really slow. And the problem sometimes with wild ferments is they can just take off and go and you're done. Huh. And then you can lose all the sort of subtleties during the fermentation that you might want. But uh, I use, tend to use all wild ferment on like my Malbec Nouveau, for instance, because I just... I, you know, we, we can, we don't let those get too hot mm. and we don't let them run away on so us. So, a
1: wild ferment is essentially you just leave the bungs out of the barrels, leave the lid off the tank, let the yeast no. that's in the environment. No, out, no, the,
0: the yeast will be on the grapes when they come it's in. Already
1: on the grapes, okay. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah, the yeah. other
0: thing people do, which is. People have been doing for a long time. And if they, because you can imagine your winery, you you could clean all you want. The whole winery is covered in yeast. I mean, yeasts are everywhere. They'll be in the supermarket, they're on me, you know, on this table, they're all around us right now. So something would start fermenting no matter what. And if you've had any history, of using inoculated yeast, sometimes those could still be, or some sort of bastardized version okay. or, or will still be in the winery. So what a lot of people do, and I've done this before uh, for certain wines when I want to do experimentation is maybe two, three days, maybe a week before you pick, you pick some of the grapes, mash them up in the vineyard, and then just let them huh. sit out in the vineyard. And then you're getting the yeast that was on the fruit that mm-hmm. is in the vineyard. So you're getting like a true vineyard and it's called a I think how would I say it in French, pied de cuve or something like that. It's a like, pied de cuve. Yeah, there you go. You okay. would know your wine terms.
1: Yeah, sort of. And
0: mm. um, that is like a, a, a vineyard ferment, and then you get that thing going, and then you bring it into the winery and add it to yeah. the whole picked fruit, and then sure. phew, it takes off for you. But I do both. I do a most of the stuff moving towards wild right. uh, Chardonnay. I think works really good yeah. barrel fermented Chardonnay wild. You know, is usually pretty good because there's challenges to it. Chardonnay in the barrel, so it's going to take a long time anyway. So it's right. I think the biggest thing you worry about is either it goes too fast or it doesn't finish. with a so, wild any, so
1: any so any winemaker worth his or her salt will kind of have an idea in their head for let's say they're doing their Riesling or their Pinot Gris or their Sauvignon or, or their Syrah, whatever they're going to they're going to know what recipe yeast to to, to pick from, whether it's man made inoculated or or Using a wild yeah, and the, big, the So big, that's the thing. Yeah, and the big, okay. big
0: corporates, they're going to inoculate because most of the time because they're just hedging their yeah. bets. They're just yeah. like, we want clean, this. Efficient. We clean, efficient. Yep, yeah, totally. We're going to add this nutrient at this part and this part of every hmm. single ferment. And they kind of have a formula where okay. a lot of us other uh, – we're wild guys and gals. We kind of um, well, do a couple different things. Speaking, speaking of, of oh, that's a good wine you got. Something,
1: there. yeah, nice and clean. I have actually bought a wine along today, which is the first time. Finally. which is weird because you know we're we've been this is like episode four, mm. so we've been rabbiting on not about wine and wine stuff and amongst all these other things, and haven't actually bought any wine along. So I have bought today just one of my favorites. It's a never fail. Um, it's the Grey Wacky Marlborough Sauvignon Blanc uh, made by Kevin Judd, ex-Cloudy uh, Bay, uh, an amazing photographer too, by the way, incredible oh, artist. Really? And um, yeah, so he's got two different kinds of Sauvignon Blanc. This is the I don't want to say conventional because conventional's such a meh word.
0: Maybe but down the middle of the road, kind of. It's traditional. Yeah, 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 traditional
1: Marlborough Sauvignon Blanc. Uh my goodness. So you know, sweet pea, capsicum. Um, yeah, this lovely kind of lemony, passion-fruity, creamy.
0: That's the style that, you know, revolutionized yeah. the world.
1: Mm. Mm. That the world has an unslikable thirst for. Yeah. And it's just juicy and lovely. So this is the kind of Marlborough Sauvignon Blanc that's traditional. He also does one that's called Sauvignon Blanc Wild or Wild Sauvignon, which is a barrel fermented yeah. Sauvignon Blanc and um, wild for me as well. I love those, well. by the way. So I, good. And yeah. that has this lovely kind of smoky, toasty, creamy. But that be 10 bucks more a bottle. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I love this. What do you think? Do you like it?
0: Yeah. I mean, th- this is the thing about Marlborough is uh, up in Hawke's Bay here, uh, we like to knock it. And, you know, we got a little complex up here. I mean, fair enough. But we, we do do a lot more red wines mm. than they do. We're the second largest growing area in the country behind Marlboro by a mile. <laughs> more um, than a mile. Yeah, yeah. Way more than a mile. Yeah. Um, and I think the what we knock is this sort of $10 mm. super green uh, Marlboro Saab Blanc that is in supermarkets, mm. the world. Commodity Sauvignon. There. Commodity Sauvignon Blanc. I mean, I have saw some in yeah. Italy when I was there. You yeah. Know? It's everywhere. It's it's a thing. Mm. Uh, but not this. No. I mean, this is what uh, – I, I think – there's a lot of winemakers say, like, oh, I don't drink much sauvignon, but you give them a good one like this. Like and this. They, and they go, oh, yeah, huh. it's, it's gorgeous.
1: It's juicy, and it's generous, and it has personality, mm. you know, and it has this kind of underlying kind of complexity and pepperiness. And and,
0: and it's unique. I mean, the thing huh, about Marlborough sauvignon blanc. Gorgeous. And probably New Zealand sauvignon blanc overall is you could put it on a table anywhere in the world, and they go, people go, holy shit, what is that? You know, and it doesn't yeah. taste or smell like anything else anywhere in the world. And there's yeah. A, and this is a great example of that.
1: It is. It is. It is. So, hooray. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, Grey Wacky, which is actually a type of stone or rock um, that's prevalent in the riverbed soils of the Wido Valley, it's which good, is the biggest Marlborough's uh, sort of largest. Um, it's a good name because you
0: remember the name. Yeah. And it has a little story. Yeah. And it's not hard to say. Totally. So, Mr. J- Mr. Judd knows what he's doing. <laughs> Shocking.
1: Um, so gorgeous Sauvignon, um, love it. And price wise, I think it's about 30 bucks 25, 30 bucks, thereabouts. Um, yeah, you, you mm. know,
0: if you're a Sauvignon lover, you know, you, mm. you'd spend that because there's some a lot of 15 dollars stuff yeah. out there that's it, it tastes like okay. Sauvignon Blanc me. and it's fine, but yeah. um, this, this is, is different, this, this is, is a different. whole different kettle.
1: Um, speaking of different, do you have a music pick, Dan? I'm going to bring up Spotify, um, and I can. Bring a tune if you if you like. Tipsy in
0: the club, you mean?
1: Everybody get tipsy. We're not tipsy though. We've I mean we're literally we're not lightweights people. We um we'd need a lot more than a couple of mouthfuls of grey wacky sauvignon to to get tipsy, wouldn't we?
0: Mm. Yeah. Do you have one? You go first or no? Um,
1: Yeah, I do have one actually. Let me just um, um find it, and we'll be right back. You know how sometimes you know that you want to explore different wines um, to break out of your comfort zone, but you've only got so much money and you don't want to risk spending money on something that might not be right for you. You know, like um, when you go into the supermarket, you look at all these bottles of wine and there are lots of bottles. You know, it's a minefield out there. You look at the bottles and there aren't that many clues on those bottles as to whether the wine is going to suit your individual palate. And we all taste wine differently, right? You know, one person's dry wine is another person's medium sweet wine. You know, it's all different. And often you'll see bottles that have lots of shiny stickers and medals on them from competitions and stuff. And you think, oh, that that wine must be good because it's got all those medals on it. But when you actually spend the money, open the bottle at home, taste it, you think, oh, it's too dry for me, or oh, it's too sweet, oh, it's not that great. But the bottle next to it, which maybe doesn't have all the metals and things on it, was perfect. Now, you're not going to know that, but I'm going to know that. And my name is Yvonne, and I'm the Chief Tasting Officer and Co-Founder of WineFriend.co.nz. And we are New Zealand's favourite personalised wine subscription service. And we've been around since 2015. And what we do is we match wines to people. So I taste and my team taste a huge amount of wines from all across New Zealand and all across the world. And we catalogue them into specific styles and varieties and all those good things that are going to match with individual people. So we'll put together a box of wines for you, and it could be three or six or 12 wines that are going to suit just your individual tastes. So it's super easy to get involved. You go to winefriend.co.nz, fill out a very, very simple, very fun little eight-question survey, which is kind of comprised of questions that tell me about how your palate works. All right, so it asks you about the foods you eat, the seasonings you use, the things that you drink, um, the way that you take your coffee, for instance. Once I've got that information, I match up that information with the other details that you're going to give me. Things like, or, you know, we ask you all the different wines that you choose normally. Like you might choose sparkling wine. You might love Sauvignon. You might love Pinot Gris. You might love a Syrah or a Shiraz or a Pinot. So there's this huge list of every kind of wine style. You tick all those boxes, and then we take all of that information and put that into a little palette profile just for you. And then we send you a selection of wines, and you can then rate those wines. We love it when you rate the wines. Tell us what you think, or just click an emoji, and there's love hearts, smiley faces, average faces, and sad faces, and we know from your feedback, what we're going to send you next time. So we get we kind of go on this little wine journey with you so that every time one of the little wine friend boxes arrives on your doorstep, you're going to know that it's just tailored to you. You can feel confident in that. So it takes all the hassle and the guesswork out of choosing great wines. You don't even need to think about it. We have three different tiers that you can subscribe to. There's Easy Every Day, there's Treat Yourself, there's Icons and Innovators – And you have your own account, so you can privately change um, the different subscriptions that you're on. You can change the number of reds, whites, rosés, whatever that you get. Um, So it's totally flexible. It's super easy, and I can't think of anything more fun than choosing wine for you. So go to winefriend.co.nz. You can use the promo code Yvonne, that's Y-V-O-N-N-E, to get 24% off your first subscription case. So there you go, winefriend.co.nz. Tell your friends and become a friend. And we're back. Um, Now, this is a beautiful song um, called Mohabbat. And it's by Aruj Aftab, and she's a 37-year-old Pakistani singer. Oh, wow. She's a composer. She's a producer. She's based in the U.S. She's won Grammys for, like, Best Global um, Music Performance. And this song was released in 2021. And I love it because it's kind of so calming and uplifting, and um, it's like an exfoliation for my senses. You know, it's – it's clean, but it's hypnotic, and it has this kind of soothing effect, and it okay. is just amazing. So let's just
0: oh, listen yeah. to a little bit of it. I'm going to add this right away. Yeah. you like it. What was the name?
1: The name of the song is Mohabat, so M-O-H. Mohabat. Just listen to this
0: for a second.
1: H-A-B-B-A-T
0: Got it
1: Yeah And Just listen Let it wash over you Just let it just Kind of You're
0: Just careful I don't start crying
1: Soak into your pores
0: Oh she's beautiful too She's beautiful no, yeah. she is beautiful That's her She's beautiful Oh yeah, album, yeah yeah She's gorgeous Yeah she's I tell you I hate When that happens it's like when I saw Cat Power for the first time. I was like, get the fuck I know,
1: out of here. Know? Know.
0: Oh, and you're gorgeous, too.
1: And you're gorgeous, too. <laughs>
0: and you have that voice and those I songs. Know,
1: I know. It's got to stop. So anyway, Mohabat. And it's great. It's 7 minutes 42 long. So you can just kind of...
0: Yeah, I see the whole album's got a lot of good longs. Yeah, well, long as 7 minutes
1: Soothe so. into it. Sorry, my emails are coming up. Um, I will... Do that down a little bit. So, have you got one? I do, I do. I I
0: mean, I have something that's not brand new, but they have a newish album out that came Mm -hmm. out last year. And that is the Tedeschi Trucks Band, T-E-D-E. E-S-C-H-I, Tedeschi Trucks Band. uh, And that is the combination husband and wife team, Mm -hmm. Susan Tedeschi and Derek Trucks, uh, who toured together with their separate bands, the Susan Tedeschi Band and the Derek Trucks Band, (laughs) and then married. That's not confusing. Um, Derek Trucks, uh, guitar virtuoso, uh, nephew of the drummer Butch Trucks (laughs) from the Allman Brothers, original member of the Allman Brothers. So he grew up in you know, he grew up and
1: in that whole thing and that thing
0: and he was like 13 or 14 years old mm. and already a virtuoso guitar player and they were, you know, bringing him around to radio stations and everything and they were just kind of mm. like, I think, because Dwayne Allman died when he was like 22 years old or right. something. He, amazing guitar player mm. played on all these great, uh, tracks even before the Allman Brothers. He played on, you know, o- Otis Redding and Aretha mm, Franklin tracks, mm. slide guitar and all this stuff. So he was amazingly known and he passed away. Allman Brothers obviously carried on as the Allman Brothers.
1: So what song are we, are we looking at?
0: Um, well, they're kind of like a... Or shall
1: I just play something? Uh, yeah, they're
0: just kind of a, a jam band. I mean, Midnight in Harlem would be their big okay. hit. that are, but, And they actually toured New Zealand on this. I went up at Auckland and saw them play. This is probably back in 2012 oh, really? or something. Okay. They, you know, if you just look at the top of their Spotify page, they got about 12 people in the band because they got a horn section, they have two drummers, which is a very Allman Brothers type of thing to do. But uh, with Susan's voice, uh, you just get this amazing uh, soul soul sound that, uh, I mean, she just loves to sing soul music and, and um, it's uh, great songwriting. And now they've got a, a really good. Oh, is it a Moog organ in the band? Yeah, they say so they do the. Uh, yeah, the uh, they've always had just great players throughout the whole band and I think they kind of merged the two bands and I, I'm sure that some people have left and come uh, over the years but they have a new album out that came out last year and once well, again I it's phenomenal I mean these guys are like Grammy award winning yeah in that blues soul genre
1: and, I'm loving this uh, voice I'm yeah she, this she
0: voice. can just belt you know music my heart was bleeding mm. Rich, great. There's an endless amount if you're into that sort of uh, blues mm-hmm. uh, jam jam band kind of scene, which is real strong. I grew up with that uh, in my life. And, uh, no
1: I like that I now know how to pronounce Tadeski
0: Tadeski <laughs> yeah.
1: because I've seen that that name before mm-hmm. in other things. I think there's been a couple of gymnasts with those with those names, and I've always gone Tadeshi. To do, you know. oh, it might
0: be Italian too Because um, yeah. my wife's mother Has a S-C-H-I last name hmm. So um,
1: Well I like that That was Midnight in Harlem
0: Yeah that's that's probably their most well known song hmm. uh, But they have so many other And they have amazing YouTube videos With them in studio And you see how great the musicianship is And of course it's always cool When people are actually playing their instruments So. It's um, always
1: cool Always cool Right now we um, we have to race because you've got a a what
0: a hard out as we a call it. Yeah. See now
1: that's the thing. Like uh, when you say as we call a hard out, it's like that's in the, the people US. in the
0: showbiz, no, in, in the, the business in the of show.
1: Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. So yes. a hard out means you've got to be there on time. And, got-
0: and, well, it just means this show has to end at a certain time. Okay. We can't fluff on like we normally do. Right.
1: So we've got, we've only got a few minutes left because yeah. you've got a hard out. Whereas in, in New Zealand, a heart out is something yeah, that's yeah, amazing. Exactly. Yeah, that's hard out. It's hard out. Yeah, like yeah. you know. Anyway, anywho, so our um, yeah, nah time. Yeah. Yeah. So this is kind of our little meanwhile in New Zealand, kind of tidbit, Florida man, kind of odd thing that's going on in the news segment. Um, I, do you mind if we have this song under our voices? Because I uh, quite like I it. just worry about copyright oh, yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, right. Sorry, Tadashi. Getting, getting to this booted share.
0: off YouTube. So um, I'll, just, I'll just mute you there.
1: Mm. Um, can I go first? Or Please. have you got one? Okay. Um, so it's no secret in New Zealand that we are the reigning champions of the roundabout.
0: Yes, especially Hastings.
1: Yeah. So we love them. Again, I've written, especially here in Hastings, those exact words, Dan. Oh, really? Yeah, especially here in Hastings is where we live. So I think we're like the roundabout capital of the country. There are more roundabouts per head of population in Hastings than anywhere else. and, And guess what? We don't have a traffic problem. We don't have a traffic problem. Why? Because roundabouts, when constructed and used properly, are amazing.
0: I think there's a roundabout, like, appreciation group in the UK.
1: I'm going to join. Yeah. I love them. Uh, however, in the suburb, in Auckland suburb of Royal Oak, there's a problem. They've got a problem with one of theirs. Um, so in today's New Zealand Herald, which is our largest newspaper in New Zealand, um, the Royal Oak residents are saying that more needs to be done with their local roundabout. This is even after a, re- a recent upgrade because – um, you know, there were 61
0: crashes. Yeah, but they say roundabouts are like, never, nobody ever dies. It's just like, oh, a lot of,
1: well, one uh, person died, okay. but it was a bicyclist. Um,
0: bicyclist.
1: Yeah. it's <laughs> okay. not, he a cyclist. Oh, yeah. gosh, sorry. I'm yeah. yeah. um, losing my command of the English language. Um, yeah, so lots of crashes the, because the bike lanes were all wrong. The pedestrian crossings are in, uh, not in the right place, so it's custard, basically. They need the residents are saying we need to design this, redesign it to make it more, or sorry, less car focused. Because um, apparently there's like ten lanes trying to go into this roundabout, oh, that's and too, oh, come it's on. all yeah, it's mental. So um, the geometry is all wrong. Um, so that's the new like that makes the news. In New Zealand, is when when a when a roundabout goes rogue, it's it's big news and rightly so because you know we have a reputation to uphold. Um, but if you want, if you want to see people absolutely losing their minds, absolutely losing their shit, entering a roundabout, um, you you don't have to be a genius to know it's in the states. Right. It's mm. in oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Florida, most likely. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, this one is in a place called Rowan County in rural Kentucky. Oh, sure. <sighs> I can probably show you um – we can just have it going in the background, I think. Where is it? Oh, you got it right here. I nice. had it. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Um, so they just can't. Before we were um, using oh money. Commercials. Oh, oh, commercials. Don't you oh, like, hate that? Is there something just I just can cons- subscribe to to get rid of those?
0: Yeah, you can subscribe to YouTube.
1: Though, um, yeah. Hold on. Oh, there we go. Oh.
0: Roundabouts. Oh no, <laughs> this is not the, the thing. This is like going roundabouts. on <laughs> roundabouts. roundabouts
1: forever. This is the wrong one. Okay, sorry guys, we've we've, um, we've completely fucked right this up. Lane this is pretty
0: exciting now. This is like a this is like a how to. Um, I'm
1: sorry, I got that wrong. Um, but yeah, there's a oh, in Arkansas apparently they couldn't do it, so or
0: as one Kiwi friend of mine called it a reckonsess.
1: A rack-and-sass? <laughs> Oh no! This is an edu- This is an educational one as well.
0: Oh, man. No,
1: this is not what we want. This is wrong. This is not. Um...
0: It has educational music. Anyway, I've in the cocked background. it up. But
1: essentially, in um,
0: yes, what you happened? can
1: you can re- YouTube it. Rowan County, rural Kentucky, they are you know, they're going. They're separating into two lanes. Someone's going into the roundabout on the right hand side and going around. Someone's going on the left hand side and going around. People just can't. So it's an old. F- it
0: must be an old roundabout.
1: No, it's it's reasonably oh, new. Okay. It's just it's the first one in this town. So ah, they've never, these people yeah, just yeah. don't, they can't get their heads around it. You know, in New Zealand, you go on a roundabout, you just give way to the right.
0: We See, I grew up that's in New easy. Jersey. We call them circles there. And oh, they're, road circles, yeah. They're pretty, circles, they're pretty yeah. common. Yeah. So people know, like, you want to get out, you stay on the outside, you want to go around, you go on the inside, and that's basically the rule. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it could be pretty dodgy because there's pretty big traffic in New Jersey, but yeah. Oh, here uh, we go.
1: Here we go. Here is it. like just t- take a load of this. This is like look at them.
0: Oh well, yeah, that's right. they on the other side of the road too. But he went the wrong way. Yeah, right? but look,
1: but look. There's this person, you know, coming up the left. Like there's two. See, look at this truck. What what is he doing? I don't he or even she? Know. I don't know. I'm I'm generalising, but they're... I hey, no that idea. guy is going along. It just, this this actually gives me massive anxiety. I don't
0: even know what's happening right now. No.
1: As a New Zealander, I, I look at this and I just...
0: They're all confused. Somebody oh, with oh a... Oh, God. it looks like a lovely neighborhood there, too. <laughs> it's a junkyard.
1: <laughs> anyway, that's my thing. There's roundabouts. Roundabouts is our... our Yeah, nah.
0: you know, I think my... Uh, going back to it, my personalized plate... Was mm. the year now? Nah. Okay. So I'm put out of order. <laughs> okay. Because I have a couple other things that I would get to, but um, that's all right. That's uh, all right. maybe yeah. yeah why, so. don't, why
1: don't I just give you one tiny little e- bit of extra Sauvignon Blanc? Um, because we need to wrap this up, and you need to get to your your heart out. Um, I need to get back to navigating my way through my muddy driveway.
0: Cheers. We can't do that thing. that
1: No, we can't. But we'll just go a lane. Yeah. And. um so, listeners, if you've got something to say about this podcast or ideas you'd like us to hammer out, you can email us at uh, yndpodcast at gmail.com. <sighs> Smell the Sauvignon. Um, until next time, mm. thank you. Thank you, Dan. Thank quick you, Quick one today, a- a- which Ron. is good.
0: This is good. Go, a-, do a quick, quick cast one.
1: is a good cast.
0: All right. Cheers. All right,
1: posse vibes.
0: Bye-bye. Where's the music nice. hmm.
1: This podcast is hand-picked, whole bunch-pressed, wild-fermented, and produced unfined and unfiltered by Daniel Brennan and Aaron Cash at u Studio